When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right. Welcome in to Purple Daily. I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. And this episode Football. is a deep analytical dive into Kirk Cousins, Vikings quarterback. And by the way, thanks to everyone for clicking the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash score north daily Vikings content. And also our podcast feed purple daily, wherever you find podcasts, if you can give us a five-star rating and a positive review, it helps spread the word about the show. Eric eager, our friend from pro football focus. Uh, we would love you to take us through an analytical tour of Kirk cousins last year. And what you think Kirk Cousins could look like in 2020. Um, where do you want to start? What, what What is the number one, in your mind, what is the number one thing you learned about Kirk Cousins in, in 2019 last year? Man, how much coaching matters, I think, is the, is the biggest thing I learned about Kirk Cousins, which is sort of maybe damning with faint praise, because I think <laughs> he was, you know, quite good a season ago at a lot of things. Um but when you look at the difference between how he performed in 2018 with John Filippo and how he performed in 2019 with uh, Kevin Stefanski and, you know, Gary Kubiak, you saw a number of things that, um, you know, were, were force multipliers for him in 19. Stephon Diggs, his average depth of target increased by five yards last year, uh, which is the second highest we've ever seen in terms of an increase. Uh, and you saw the big plays, you know, the Vikings, were a team, especially in the month of October, that could score quickly. Uh, and when you have a quarterback who's prone to mistakes, like Cousins, you don't want to have to cross the street uh, 10 times on the way to get to the end zone. Sometimes you just want to score in a quick chunk. And, you know, the uh, Stefanski facilitated that a lot. A lot of play action, uh, a lot of, you know, Cousins was like, uh, had a perfect pass rating, I believe, rolling left last year, which is almost all those bootleg plays that they had set up. And, it was a very good approach by the Vikings, a very good, you know, comeback from 2018 where they sort of said, you're being paid all the big money. We're not going to give you a ton of advantages. You've got to go out and earn it. To 2019, they said, no, we're going to we're going to baby you a little bit. And, you know, under that sort of tutelage, he was able to perform well. So what what's the chance then with uh, Kirk making so much um, progress, Eric, from 2018 to 19, the expectation for real progress now from 19 to 20, is that realistic or is what we saw really from Kirk in 2019 probably Kirk at Kirk's best and he sort of hit that ceiling now 
Well, and we even saw that sort of in the second half of the year. I think if you take out the month of October, though, you know, and you certainly can't, obviously, that's, you know, that's not how it works. But when you, if you take out those the, twi- the twins would be amazing if you could take out the month of October, Eric. That'd and be the awesome. Yankees, if you, but <laughs> if you put all the best twins players from those, you know, remember like 2011 to 2017, you took all the best twins <laughs> players and made a group of 25. You know, Scott Diamond's best year. You put him in there, <laughs> they, would have, they would have had a, a pretty good season one of those years. But ultimately, <laughs> the issue is always being able to string it all together. And, and that, you know, that's kind of the thing with, with Cousins you saw in the second half of the year, whether it was because, and I think this is emblematic of what could happen this year, Adam Thielen goes out. They only have one wide receiver that's really of NFL caliber on the team. Uh, you know, you, you play a little bit better defenses. You play a little bit better offenses on the other, on the other side. And he decreased a little bit. Now, in the playoff game against the Saints, he had a couple nice throws. And we sort of forget that down the stretch, they were not a great offense a season ago. So I, I agree with you. I think this season is going to be really interesting. When you look at the analytics about quarterback play, year to year, it's how good the guy does in a clean pocket without play action. That's the thing that's steady. That's the batting. That's the, uh, you know, that's what, you know, something like, you know, the, the BABIP in football is, play action. It's under pressure. It's all that kind of stuff. And it's where we see pop-up seasons and cousins has been pretty good under pressure the last two years, strangely, uh, given, you know, his reputation and he, he's been really good with play action. And so if any of those things regress to the mean and he doesn't get that sort of luck, uh, you know, it, it might be a little bit of a different story for the 20, you know, 20 Vikings. Okay. Eric, based on analytics, how would you, and this is, and this, you could probably cherry pick different things to produce these rankings, but all things considered, what range of rank do you think Kirk Cousins is in the NFL right now? I mean, like Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, number one, number two, based on almost any measurement. Like, are you putting Kirk between eight and 10? Is he between 12 and 15? When you look at just from an analytical perspective, where do you rank Kirk Cousins? Uh, it's a great question because there's so many quarterbacks that are are in this sort of band of players who I think when you give them, you know, the great infrastructure, they can look awesome. You know, think about Jared Goff. Um, you know, think about the difference between Dak Prescott in 2018 uh, and 2019. Um, you know, when I, when I think about Cousins, I think about a player who's probably, you know, and even, even thinking about some of the older players maybe a little bit more highly than I should. I'm, I think Kirk is somewhere between seven and fourteen. <laughs> that's a pretty wide band. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. That, but that's but, not like on any given day watching him play. That's accurate. That's very fair. Like there are some days where you're like, my God, this dude is a yep. fringe top five quarterback. And then there's other days like at Chicago last year where fourteenth might be generous. So, yeah, well, and, or even Green Bay, where in the span of a game, you know, he he the first quarter he's unplayable, and the second, and then the last, you know, his decision to throw an interception in the end zone was you know, again, just shows the, uh, you know, sort of a lack of awareness that we've been come accustomed to. But in the middle of that game, he's fine. And, and you know, the middle of the season, if you look, I mean, I was saying this to Judd on Twitter, I think when Kirk sets his feet and throws the ball where the coach intends him to throw, I don't think there's a better arm talent QB in the league, save Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Uh, but the, the issue is, the, can he, and I know Stage talks to you guys about this all the time, can he improvise? Can he go to his second read? Can he... Um, you know, do any of the things that sort of like separates him from just being a quarterback that's kind of a robot out there to being a guy who, you know, to being a guy who can really win a Super Bowl. Because ultimately we saw in, in early February, you're going to have a bad game. And it's, you know, can you overcome things like that? Can you overcome 
playing a defense that's the top of the league, and the difference between Mahomes and the difference between Cousins is exactly what we saw in the second half of the Super Bowl versus what we saw in the second half of the divisional round. In your mind, Eric, how good are our Cousins and, by extension, Thielen without digs? You know, it's tough, but I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a very difficult season for the Vikings on offense, and I think it would have been less so had we not had to deal with the pandemic. Um, but I I can't I think Stephon Diggs is probably the best player on that team, um, and, and just because of all of the stuff that he he was able to do from you know 2018, he was an underneath receiver, picking up first downs, getting you know, sort of being a more of a possession guy. And then a season ago, being able to take the top off the defense, uh, you know, I think, I, I can't remember exactly, but he turned in, his yards per target were astronomical last year. And, you know, while I think Thielen is great, um, I don't know if he's, if he's as versatile as Diggs. And then you look at, you know, Justin Jefferson on the other side, Justin Jefferson played five snaps last year outside of the slot. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a tough projection, you know, moving him in there and having it. They're going to want to play a lot of two wide receivers. And I know they can sort of manufacture slot touches for, for Jefferson, but that was really where Thielen was making a lot of his money earlier. So it's a tough one. And I, you know, they struggled last year without Thielen. And that was with Diggs as being one of the best receivers in the league as their sole wide receiver. If that's the case again this year with Thielen and you don't get as much as you need from Jefferson, uh, you know, yeah, oh, B.C. Johnson doesn't develop or Irv Smith doesn't kind of play a ver- more versatile role. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough sell for me on the Vikings offense. And, and to go back to your point about Kirk, and we all know that Kirk's greatest success comes w- when Kirk stays on script. Kirk is a great actor if if he's got the teleprompter working, if it goes out, he's sort of screwed. This, to me, ties into Jefferson's development, and there seems to be this going theory among fans of, well, he's a first-round pick, he's going to step in from day one. I might buy that, Eric, if if you had OTAs, minicamps, right? But Jefferson's going to show up on day one of training camp, having had a a virtual off-season program, and I'm sorry, but that does not uh, substitute for being on the field. And so I think this um, conclusion that people are coming to now that Kirk Cousins and Jefferson are going to be great from day one is sadly mistaken because Cousins' abilities and Cousins' comfort are going to mean that Justin Jefferson from day one has to do things right. Stefan Diggs did those things. Thielen can do those things. And maybe Jefferson can at some point in time. But I think to assume that he's going to show up at training camp and run a crisp, proper route every single time is a dream. Absolutely. And, and it's different. You know, the, the offense that they ran at LSU was, you know, Joe Brady, who's now Teddy Bridgewater's uh, offensive coordinator in Carolina, you know, said, what do you want, Joe Burrow? And Burrow said, you know, I'm really comfortable if I'm an empty and I, and I can see five receivers out on the route. That's exactly the opposite of what Minnesota does, you know, which is to play 21 personnel and, you know, run bootleg and force two receivers to get open with seven man protection. And, you know, Jefferson had the benefit of playing on a team with Jamar Chase. The, uh, you know, he had the benefit of playing on, on a team, you know, Thaddeus Moss, uh, Clyde Edwards, Delaire underneath, and Joe Burrow throwing to him. Like, there's a lot of advantages. Now, I think he's going to be a good receiver prospect, but that brings up a great point about, you know, you look at everybody's clowning the Packers for an awful draft, and I think they should, and everybody's lauding the Vikings for a great draft, which I think is also reasonable. But as far as the 2020 season is concerned, I think those are relatively irrelevant. It's, it's the players that you brought with you. And you look at Minnesota, one of the things I'm, I'm down on Kirk for is not necessarily him, 
but it, they have to replace three starting cornerbacks. They have to replace Everson Griffin. Uh, they have to, you know, that team is not going to be as ahead as much. And you look at the schedule of opposing quarterbacks that they faced this year, it's substantial compared to last season where they placed Kyle Allen, they faced Matt Moore, they faced Chase Daniel. Like there were a ton of plays. Like the reason you can run a lot of that boot action stuff and a lot of that, you know, you can hand the ball to Dalvin Cook on first and second down is you don't need to score every possession when you're facing a team, you know, with David Blau at quarterback. And that, you know, that's not necessarily going to be afforded them this year. And we saw that in 2018 when you face better quarterbacks, Kirk can put up good numbers and it's simply just not enough because he misses that sort of like extra efficiency that some of the great guys have. Eric, my eyes tell me that Irv Smith, if so he was targeted just under 50 times last year and it just like with, with my amateur eyes, I see a dude who moves different than most tight ends do. Clearly when you put Irv Smith's ability to run after the catch up next to like Kyle Rudolph, it is, uh, there is no difference. And it, it's like watching an Olympic sprinter run past a tree or something. To what degree can Irv Smith, if used more often, be an asset to Kirk Cousins? Or am I over, am I overrating it? No, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, last season Irv Smith was almost worth like uh, two tenths of a win above replacement is almost as much as Rudolph was worth. And Rudolph played uh, 200 more snaps. So he already was pretty good. He's a better blocker than people thought. And when you looked at, you know, Kirk's best season in the NFL, the season where, you know, he was worth, you know, 2016 was worth like two and a half wins above replacement. It was his best year in the NFL. The, that offense moved with Jordan Reed. We, I mean, we saw it. We have Vikings play them like Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis, eight linebackers up in the passing game all season. And you know, that's, you know, I, I think Rudolph's sort of on the downswing, but Irv Smith is a very big part of that possibly happening for the Vikings. So, no, I mean, he's, he's a linchpin here. My, my issue is, you know, with that offense is can he be a player that flexes out? Because if they don't have a third wide receiver that's an NFL caliber player, it's going to be third and long and another team's going to go into subs. And as good as Irv Smith is as an athlete, he's not going to be able to beat corners and safeties all that much athletically. It's on those early downs where the other teams put in base defense where he can just absolutely shred linebackers, you know, the Ben Gideon type. Yeah, this is great stuff, man. An analytical dive into into Kirk Cousins. And if you're not already a reader of Pro Football Focus and PFF.com, we uh, we recommend it here at Score North and on Purple Daily. Eric, thank you, man. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Stay safe. That is Eric Eager, our friend, and uh, that that dude. I, I think he's from Minnesota originally. At least he yeah, grew, up, so. grew up a Vikings fan, and so he he follows the team very closely for Pro Football Focus. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor, no, but he, he he brings up he brings up some points about Kirk that that I'm really curious about, and I am curious mm-hmm. about year two um, back in the Kubiak system. Does Kirk now take another step? Does the loss of Diggs stop that from happening? It is what we saw, at least from a statistical standpoint, from Kirk in 2019, basically the ceiling of Kirk's capabilities from a stat standpoint. Like all of these things to me, my my inclination is I don't know if there's a lot more to milk from Kirk. I, I think there could be more consistency, but nobody should expect him, in my mind, unless this changes drastically, Phil, to ex- to have a feeling that this is the year that Kirk is going to improvise, right? Like that yeah. doesn't seem to be him. He seems to be very comfortable doing what he's coached, as, as Eric said, what he's coached to do, and he can execute that and execute it really well. But if the script breaks down and the teleprompter goes out, 
I don't think this is a guy who's going to be going to make up for that. Listen, he's he's never going to be Tom Brady. He's never going to be Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like we just we have to live with that. That's okay. There's only two or three guys like that in the league at any given time. Russell Wilson, like that category is is if if you can get one, awesome. The Vikings had one in 2009 in Brett Favre. Kirk Cousins not on that level. But I think the like the the good news is for Kirk Cousins, even with some of these deficiencies, you know that you're going to get a good, solid top 12 to, I, th- I think he's more like ninth. Eric said 7th to 14th. Let's put him fringe top 10. Like yeah. two-thirds of the league would love to have that type of peace of mind, knowing that you don't have a train wreck at quarterback, it's great. And I think if if the comfort level with the system and if, you know, you know replacing Stefan Diggs is going to be really difficult, but... If Kirk Cousins can just be better in some of these moments, like fourth quarter Green Bay, don't throw that pick, dude. Uh, second half Chicago, like if there's certain situations, prime time, if he can just be more comfortable and play more like you do at noon on Sunday against the Jaguars. like. But at his age, can he flip that switch? I, I, I don't think he can flip it to be Tom Brady, but I think he can flip it to be better in those circumstances. All right. I have a stat I'd like to throw at you to end this episode of Purple Daily because Eric Eager touched on... Uh, and it, actually, Sam Munson wrote a piece for PFF about uh, deep passing. And so Kirk Cousins in 2020 or 2019 had the sixth best NFL passer rating when throwing the ball 20 yards in the air or further. So a 20-yard pass not defined as dump it off to Dalvin Cook. He runs for 20. Right. It's the ball traveled in the air, and you did the majority of the work. So he was sixth in the NFL and there's a couple backups that were on this list, too, like Chase Daniel and Matt Moore had a small sample set. So Kirk was really good with the deep ball. I think we all see that with him throwing the ball. My guy, Philip Rivers, <laughs> my guy, Philip Rivers, had a 54 passer rating on deep balls last season. Why, why is he still doing this? And uh, it why just looks, it looks hilarious when that guy throws the ball down the field. And I just wanted to point that take out. Take that high school so. job, dude. <laughs> just go and take the high school job, which I, I think he's going to take – once he's done playing with the Colts, just take it in 2020. Oh, man, I still love him. Well, yeah, I still, no, I still a, see him sling the ball around. Great career. I think he's a charismatic dude. I like him, but <laughs> it's just that Vikings game was so hard to watch in Los Angeles last year, yeah. in California last year. And if the Vikings are lucky, the same thing will happen in week two when they play the Indianapolis Colts. Phillip Rivers slinging six interceptions around the lot. Yeah, Colts see. will be an interesting team. Colts should be on the come a little bit, but yeah, who, who knows with Phillip. He might throw five picks in that game. Thanks to Eric Eager for uh, making us smarter on this episode. We'll see you next time on Purple Daily. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.